Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey Smashers, I've got an absolute belter of an episode for you today. Much like last week's episode, this one was also recorded on the road. Um, This one was recorded on the afternoon before my last ever Hench tour date in Bristol. I'm talking to none other than queer, disabled femme and radical body politician Imogen Fox, better known from her Instagram awesomeness as The Feeding of the Fox. It's a joyfully plug-free week from me, so that's nice. Um, Links to everything interesting that we talk about during this podcast, as ever, are in the podcast notes, wherever you get the podcast from. Anything in capitals means it's a link. Do use those notes, and then I'll continue to bother making them. Uh, Thank you for listening generally to Hoovering. I'd love it if you could tell other people about it. You can subscribe to it. That helps it um, grow, apparently. Leaving it five-star reviews, that's a really helpful thing you can do. If you've got spare dosh knocking about and you can help financially, I'd love that. Go to patreon.com forward slash the Hoovering pod and you'll see all sorts of podcast-related gubbins like guest recipes and uh, exclusive content that I'll swap you in exchange for your hard-earned pounds or dollars or yen i don't think i've got anybody giving me yen right let's get stuck in imogen and me hoovered a cream tea like fancy pantsers in the harbour hotel in bristol city center i need to give you a warning please um that we do mention numbers in regards to weight the weight of people at two points during this conversation um if that's something you need to avoid entirely apologies um i don't think i ever say in the podcast that it's scones with scoffing well it is don't message me about how i pronounce them i alternate between pronunciations because i cannot be asked with arguments about it i'm like a boring linguistic switzerland scones scones couldn't give a shit and you will hear me get called out a few times on a bit of problematic language i use and i've left all of that in so you can hear me getting educated right let's get cracking right we're ordered we're somewhere too well it's too fancy for me i can't speak for you but it is bloody lovely i put a bra on thank you that is so nice i mean i don't know about you but since like covid 
Yeah. Tits are free. Tits are free, but I I wear sports bras anyway, which okay. I feel like a it's a it's an adult crop top. Yes. <laughs> Also, an elasticated waist. Yeah, yeah, totally. There's no wires. I, I was just like, yeah. What, what, were we, what were we thinking all that time with a wire and a and a structured waistband? Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, and I did put an underwire bra on for life, you know, for a life event. From, yeah. You know, I'm making that sound grandiose to go out. Yeah. And it hurts now. It's horrible. Yeah. There's no going back. The, there I'm going to no send going you a back. link to this place. Yeah. I would flash it to you, but I'm quite tucked in. <laughs> Fair play. Um, it's lucky so-and-so on Instagram and they're wireless bras but they're Ooh. made to measure oh lovely it's beautiful oh I though. love the pattern that's Isn't gorgeous it yeah really nice it's like feminine feminine but, but also like no like no that's a good name for a um a sort of progressive clothing company uh -huh. isn't it yeah feminine Feminine. Yeah. Feminine. Yeah. I wish that that existed. Sometimes yeah. I take my friend's kid out. Someone will exist out. it now, hopefully. Oh, yeah, sorry. That's the plan. Yeah. Yeah, take my friend's kid out and, um, like, the girl, like, girls, I'm yeah. putting that in quote marks, like, when you go into Primark, it's all pink and unicorns. And I can see her face just like, this is not my vibe. Yeah. And I'm like, should we go in the other section? She's like, I'm not a boy. And I'm like, I know you're not a boy, but that's where all the blues and greens are and that's your vibe. Yeah. But I can see her being like, I'm so confused because I, I don't want to be over there, but I no. definitely don't belong here. Yeah. Where's the middle section? Like, I can see her, but there just seems to be somewhere in the middle that's kind of more blue and less pink, but I know. not kind of... I feel like, was it... Oh, Marks no. and Spencers? No. It, oh, Marks and Spencers do better. Yeah, they do better, don't they? They yeah. don't have... And, um, Oh, I can't remember. I don't want to give them the kudos for it if they haven't done it. But I have a feeling that Next at least tried oh, when my son they? was younger. But now, like, yeah, I can't remember the last... H&M are all right. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Oh, they've all got work to do. Well, it is boggling, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. There's, um, there's a really good Instagram account called Let Toys Be Toys about oh. all the most ridiculously gender branded stuff. Oh, that sounds fun. Um, I'll look that up. I'll put a link. I'll put a link to all these things in the notes. Yeah, um, yeah well, we've, so we're in somewhere we, that does cream teas. So we've ordered a scone and some drinks. And, um, and it's fancy and lovely, but it does mean it's very peaceful. Yeah, right? it's quiet. Yeah. Nobody else came out. And we're in lovely Bristol where you live. Yeah. You live right in the middle of Bristol, which is lovely. Yeah, I've just moved. I've just moved into my flat. Have you? Yeah, so I was living in a homeless hostel right. for six months, like for the last... So I moved in in April or March, I can't yeah. remember. And I'm in like a 60s um, high-rise council flat. Okay. It's actually heaven. Like yeah. I'm literally... I'm so happy. It's lush. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Oh, thank you so thank much. You. That's lovely. Mm. I can't believe you plumped for sparkling water. I went for a... Well, also, as well, we've got eight pints of sparkling water, which I'm well happy about. It's <laughs> brought us an enormous tankard. <laughs> Get in. Oi! Don't need to go to the gym, do I? Opening it was quite hard. Um, <laughs> that's it. Are you still um, gymming lots? Yeah, I'm still gymming lots. I upped the old gymming in lockdown because I wasn't travelling for work while gyms were open. Yeah. I'm a member of a lovely gym now, run by two incredible, well, run by an incredible young woman and another incredible young woman who's her mate. And um, it's like a mirrorless, happy, um, really challenging, but really accepting, most accepting, challenging, modern, glorious gym I've ever been in. And they were kind enough during lockdowns because it's like a membership one. I suppose they all are, but like... Yeah, a small They have the membership and yeah. they lent out all of their weights. Stop it. Which are so valuable. And they went online and ran Zoom classes. Wow. Which sounds awful, but actually if you're weightlifting in your lounge... Yes. I mean, obviously the novelty wore off. Yeah. But how fucking kind of them. Yeah, also that's meant, if They've lent you essentially thousands of pounds worth yeah. of stuff. I'm going to turn up for Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I am, I am still doing it. That's lush. I've just got a Haze PT. Ooh. Yeah. What's that? Health at every size. Oh, Haze. Yeah. That. Oh, amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Isn't it? And she's yeah. anti-diet. Yeah. And she's in Bristol. And Get she's, it. yeah, she's lush. I'm so happy. I've, like, I just, because I'm a cripple, but also because people think I'm a girl, like, going to a gym, I just think, well, it just makes me want to vomit. Like, yeah. I, I, 
could get over it, I'm sure, if I... But yeah, no, I just... Thank you. Thank you. I just, like... Just, I go to her garden. She's got a gazebo in her garden, and I just... Yeah, but I'm weightlifting for the first time ever. And you're the one who made me think about it. Oh, because, really? Yeah, because it was in your podcast, and you were like, oh, yeah. cardio just makes me want to hurl. Like, it's just yeah. not... I don't want to be sweaty for no good fucking reason. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's... I don't... Like, I want to go for a walk or ride my bike for joy. Yeah. But I don't want to, like, just look... At, I don't want to stand on a treadmill for half an hour. I actually don't... No, fuck that. And also, I just associate all of that with a miserable past of... Yes. Just sort of, like, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, exercising yeah, yeah. for yeah. punishment. Yeah, absolutely. It's all of that is, like... I think triggering is too strong a word, but it's, like, there's no joy in it. No, it's, absolutely I either not. did... And cycling, I associate with doing because I haven't didn't have enough money for a travel card and all the other exercise and a bit with trying to lose weight and yeah. all the other exercise is just about losing weight I used to say to people in my 20s right up until my 30s I'd say to people oh I don't really care about being out I don't care about fitness yeah I just want to look different yeah and I remember getting raised eyebrows even then and now yeah. I look like fucking can't believe no anybody wasn't like you were miserable yeah. like yeah and why did no one yeah. knock you out like Raise you know flag. Yeah. yeah yeah not just a little eyebrow yeah you all right there yeah. babe yeah small conversation <laughs> are you okay though yeah yeah um i didn't know that health every size did personal trainers and that is so cool yeah and she's anti-diet get in yeah how lush i want to i'm not sure where to start in terms of what thing well i need you to get this glass of alcohol first of all delicious <gasps> thank, you so, thank you so much thank you you went sparkling um, water and i've I gone went, sparkling well, no, wine i'm also having a loose leaf tea oh <laughs> Yes, I've gone full fancy pants. I've got to do this gig later, but I, you can fall asleep through the gig, and I and can't. No, I absolutely will not fall asleep. It's through quite the gig. shouty, which is an upside. Okay, well, I'm excited for that. Come on, let's do a cheers. Cheers. Hey, oh, it's you. such a nice it's noise. Oh, that's nice. I, um, I feel like mine's probably slightly more delicious, but it probably is. At about ten past nine, I'll have several of your yes. types of drinks yeah. um, this evening. Um, yeah, so you said, just before we started recording, you put it so succinctly, so I'm just going to ask you to do it like that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a podcast about eating. It is, you put it so brilliantly. Did you say you have a disability, which means you can't really eat? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't say disability because I, do, I wouldn't uh, use the term disability. Okay. Yeah. Educate me. Okay, right. So. I'm sorry. No, for don't the be tiring sorry. job of having yet oh. another person in your face who needs educating. Yeah, that, my I apologies. mean, it, it, I did sort of make that my job a little bit, so that's yeah. kind of on me a, a touch. Okay. Yeah. So, um, okay, how to explain this succinctly? Let, let's move the glass of wine to one side while I think about it. Yes, sorry, I'm going to shut up and listen. No, okay, so briefly, I subscribe to the social model of disability. Right. So the medical model of disability uses the term disabilities and it implies that your body is at fault. So you have a disability. So the reason that I can't do a thing is because I have a disability. Obviously, I don't really feel like that. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, my surroundings disable me. So I am a disabled person. I have an impairment. So what I said was, I have an impairment that means I can't always eat and digest food. Amazing. Yes. These different differences are vital. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the like, it's the difference between implying that I'm at fault and acknowledging that I'm oppressed by society, and like that's fairly enormous, isn't it? Huge. Absolutely huge. I remember years ago, as a um, like, a, in my late teens, I worked in a school for people with autism. Yeah. And um, like a residential one, and um, and there was a really clear distinction, which I feel like has the same uh, intentional roots between saying that's an autistic person and that's a person with autism. With autism, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think there's still quite a lot of that conversation around at the moment. Yeah. Loads. Like I've seen loads. Yeah. And also. Um, Someone was talking about Asperger's the other day, and I was like, oh, babes, we don't say that anymore. Yeah. Like, that's not a thing. Well, also, it's just about, like, and it also, well, it, 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 saying it the way you said it fixes the things you said, but it also stops it being, and this is a person who's defined by that attribute. Yeah. And this is a person who, and that's one of the things about them. It's yeah. a thing they have. Yeah. And a bit, of, you know, it's not their everything. They yeah. have loads of other things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. The social yeah. model of disability for me was, like, my like my first kind of 
look at radical politics. Right. And what was really interesting was that I went my whole kind of... So basically, I, I met one of my very good friends when I was sort of 14, 15, and she was a hardcore disability rights activist already. Right. So when I got to know her, she taught me all the things, and I joined the Direct Action Network, and we, like, chained ourselves to buses and riots in Manchester, all kinds of stuff. It was, like, the most incredible upbringing in terms of disability rights. Amazing. Um, and it, I went through all my 20s and then into my 30s and as I moved into like um, like eating disorder recovery and fat acceptance and I understood fat phobia and all of a sudden I was like oh I get it like this is all radical body politics right. like all, all of it fits under the same kind of umbrella like we're all oppressed like all these intersections are oppressed differently by society yeah. and unless we kind of change the root of the problem altering our bodies is never the answer but I remember that like light bulb moment of being you know like, as a disabled person you spend a lot of time being like oh I'll just I'll just walk it's fine like we'll leave the chair at home because there's steps and then the toilets and I need to get in my mum's car or all that kind of bullshit you just be like it's, I'll, I'll just be in pain it's that's okay but actually that's the same as a fat person being like I've just got, got to go on a diet really because I've got a fly and I can't fit in a seat or do you know what I mean like yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. all the the same kind of shit but yeah. I hadn't put I hadn't kind of put those wires together in my head yet no god I hadn't thought about it like that but it is that complete umbrella feeling yeah it's actually, all just of going like, like uh, body uh, politics just, of just sort of eat, eating shit just to get on yeah. really yeah and how radical it is to have those politics yeah I was going to ask you about what radical politics meant and you've already said it yeah that, so that's that tick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just go home? Like, yeah, are we done? Is that yeah, it? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Nailed it. No. Um, I want to get into all of it. I mean, maybe let's talk about eating growing up. Yeah. How was that? Okay, so um, my parents grew up working class, but yeah. they bought a house just after I was born. So I, okay. I guess really I was probably brought up middle class. Yeah. Um, they I, like as a kid there was no money for food like mum would buy a chicken on a Sunday and right. it had to last until next Sunday. Do you have Sunday. siblings? Yeah I've got yeah. two sisters. Cool. Yeah both younger I'm the oldest mm. and grew up with mum and dad at home until I was then like 14-ish okay. and then yeah my parents separated. Right. But food was oh here comes your food. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Say scrum diddly umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. Is there a law in this part of town about whether it's cream or jam first? Right, on this I'm scum? born and brought up in Cambridge. Right. So I'm going to say do whatever the fuck you like. Thank you. Um, I like to swap and change depending on what mood I'm in. Oh, do you actually? Yeah. Okay. I don't think there is an... I think that... God, that fucking looks good. Doesn't it? Can I have a little bit yes, of the other please. one? Is that all right? Yes, Thank you so please much. Please go for it. I oh, feel like um, cream so, first because it's it's like butter. Yes, exactly. It feels like you put the yeah yeah the white creamy thing on there first. Yeah. There's little crystals in it. That They're still warm. Oh, I've got um, oh, fruit in mine. Well. <gasps> I haven't seen any fruit. No, in mine. I think you've got I'm a plain not one. Happy about that. It's fine. I'm gonna. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There's half of that one. Thank you. Fresh. Anyway, I bulldozed your conversation about well, eating growing up. I think we just up. interrupted, really, weren't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, smack around the back of the head if you didn't finish your dinner. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck me. I know. But, I mean, so, to be an annoying, like, maybe this is a very annoying question or, or angle on it, but is that to do, was there an element there to do with... Um, Poverty? Yeah. I mean, probably, but yeah. I think, I think what was there hmm. I'm just going to reflect on that for a mm. second I think maybe a mm. little bit of like right. oh we provided for you fucking will eat it mm-hmm. but <laughs> do you know what I mean like and there are moments even now you know when you buy somebody a... I don't know why it's made me laugh so much I just love swearing I think yes yeah that is a yeah <laughs> I just I saw my um, nephew this weekend yeah my mum was like can you T- just tone down your language, please. And I was like, look, it's my job to fucking swear, and so it's his mother's <laughs> job to teach him when it's appropriate to swear and when it isn't. Do you know what I mean? Like 100%. that's how I feel about parenting. I've had that conversation parenting. with my son. He's five. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, this he is... ran into school once, and then ran back out and, ke- and went. Um, 
just quickly before I go in, can I say twit in there? And I went, yeah. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. He's done the list. He knows who he can and can't. My dad did it for me at five, and I've done it for him. Yeah. Given him a list and given him some contexts. Mm -hmm. that's, like, that's good parenting, I think. I think it is, because otherwise you've got this forbidden fruit, yeah, which is no. like, mm -hmm, desperate to, yeah. And also, I think it takes some of the sting out of it. Like, when yeah. he comes home one day and goes, oh, fuck off, Mum. Mm. You're just, like, there's going to be well, part of you. I've only like, got myself to blame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've created this situation, but yeah. I don't go about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think... Um, I guess it's like a bit tricky to talk about, but our childhood was pretty unsafe, really. Mm, okay. Um, and I guess on ref like looking back now as an adult, yeah. I feel like we probably shouldn't have been in that house, really. Um, no. And violence in general just was a tool used yeah. in order to make things happen. Yeah. So whilst there might have been an element, yeah, of we've provided fucking money to it, yeah. there was also an element of I am dominant here, I'm in control, yeah. this is what I expect of you. So my sister, for example, holds her knife and fork a bit funny. Right. I think she actually held them like my granddad used to. But my dad was just, that was not okay. Like, And at every dinner time just became a horror show of hold them properly you know and just just fuck off just yeah just eating a fucking dinner do, do you know what i mean what does it matter how yeah. she holds her knife and fork like, why are we picking on that but just yeah but dinners were always around the table yeah and um we didn't like watch dinner in front of the telly or anything yeah. like that like i guess it, from that respect we had quite a nice kind of do your dad cook um do you know what? It's funny. No, but now he absolutely loves cooking. Really? Absolutely loves it. How funny. Yeah. But I remember like there being a running joke of like it was pie chips and beans night right. because that was dad cooking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mum didn't work until... Great. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Do you yeah. remember Finder's crispy pancakes? Oh my fucking God. Oh, I think about them all the time. In. Oh, me too. Let's Why have a little cheers still... to them, oh, shall yeah, we? Absolutely. Um, I think they've done themselves a huge disservice by discontinuing i don't Why know what happened do they not exist I don't that's know. just so tragic yes what a drink to that mm. yeah we've raised a glass to you finders and your crispy pancake yeah. oh. that was also if predicting my questions there was also is there a childhood edible item that's gone extinct that you ever still think oh about. my god finders yeah. and finders. his crispy pancakes absolutely well, I feel like i also associate that with I think like Scottish and American people call it a latchkey kid, but like being a kid who sorted their own dinner quite a lot. Okay. And that was a mistake. The old Finders. Is that what you did pancake. then? You cooked for yourself, did you? A lot, yeah. Mm. Yeah, stick them in the oven or mm -hmm. under the grill actually. Like, yeah. I put a lot of things under a grill. Mm -hmm. I think I'd, I'd toast, I could toast bread mm -hmm. and then put beans on, get that under the grill, grill my beans. Why not? Yeah, I do remember doing that a fair bit. Yeah, it wasn't great. I wasn't cooking for myself. Like no. It's sort of gastronomical. But providing so. sustenance. Providing sustenance. Yeah. Ferreting out sweets. Yeah. Yeah. So mum, mum did, like, cook a reasonable amount, mm. but she was always on a diet. Mm -hmm. Or if she wasn't on a diet, she was talking about how mm. awful her body was and how she ought to be on a diet. Yeah. Like, I remember a lot of, um, fucking hell, Rivita's. I remember a lot of Rivita and rice cakes. Oh, my God. I mean, it, I'm like... Do you know something that's blown my mind? Go on. Because 100% that, Rivita just associate with all horror, mm -hmm. all that torture of... Or just self-hatred, or watching a parent self-hatred. Yeah. Um, I had one recently and they're not... I liked it. I'm so sorry, Andrew. Do you know They've what they made them nice. They're in my head. Seeds oh that. shit! Oh, fucking nice. They come in a pack of five. So, so you the, think, oh great, I'll have five. Oh, absolutely. I think oh. that's the difference, though, isn't it? Like, if you're gonna layer it with avocado and loads yeah. of fucking lush, you know, well, I'm all right with just a thick layer of cream cheese. Oh, I love a cream nice cheese. Butter, but they're really good at cream cheese and loads of pepper. Oh, cream cheese and pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just I remember like dry rye eaters or like oh, God, do, with this yeah. with this <laughs> with a weighed out <laughs> amount of butter on. Oh, do you know what I mean? God, like, it's yeah, just the hard shit of like trying to uh, level off oh, an already very shallow tea. Exactly. <laughs> so fucking hell, just the pain oh, of that. Oh, God. Because I was a fat kid, right? right. So 
I have a, I, me and my mum have a very similar body shape. Mm. And I think she saw me come in. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think there was an element of, like, I remember her taking mm. me to, like, do you remember Jazzercise? We used to I go. Don't. Oh, but my God. That, is, did you grow up in Bristol? No, I grew up in Cambridge. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, we used to go up to go to Jazzercise. Good old yeah. Cambridge with the I know. Imagine. <laughs> like at the little sort of really club. English white lady precursor oh. to Zumba. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Really I mean, literally that. I mean, I yeah. think it probably was kind of Zumba, but mm. slightly less fun. Yeah. The music just wasn't quite as loud. No. Or good. Yeah. 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 Great. Slightly more Jane Fonda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like... Uh, like school uniform was horrific because I was fat enough that I couldn't just buy normal school uniform, you know. So I was like, in the end, I think they just let me wear a Timberland hoodie because it was the only thing that was like dark in colour and fit. Like it wasn't quite that bad, but yeah, school was pretty. I was very obviously different to everybody else, yeah. you know. But my two sisters were like couldn't be further from. The same, like they were so yeah. different. Really, really skinny, quite sporty, but really tomboy. Like right. if you looked back at a picture of us all now and said, "Pick the queer," you absolutely <laughs> would have been not been. Them. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? It would not so have been funny. me. Yeah. <laughs> Although there's only one left to go now. So oh, really, that oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, said yeah, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Only one left to have her enlightenment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Bell Hook said, queer is not about who you're having sex with. It can be a dimension of it, but queer is about the self that is at odds with everything around it and has to invent and create and find a place to speak and to thrive and to live. Gorgeous. And I just like, queer for me is, is my impairment. Yeah. It's who I'm sleeping with. Yeah. It's my body and its fatness and its thinness. Yeah. It's my gender identity. Yeah. Like it's just all the ways in which I've been othered by society. Yeah. Like queer just fucking nails it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and so my, my best mate, I often refer to her as queer and I don't mean it like she is in a relationship with a guy and yeah. she's never like been in relationships with anyone other than the opposite sex. Yeah. Um but as a fat person who's raising her kid with her best mate, yeah. like she is absolutely queer. Yeah, like she, 100%. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. love that. Totally. No, yeah, I've got my first sort of education on that from Sophie Hagen, actually. Oh, yeah. And talks really beautifully as well about mm. everything that queerness can encompass mm-hmm. and that othering. Glorious. Mm. Glorious. Um, I'd love to know where your journey began or, or even if there's a snippet of your journey that first comes to mind if I ask you about your road to enlightenment in terms of diet life mm. and the diet industry well, and freedom from that or the beginnings of freedom for that or whatever. Yeah I'm not sure I'll ever be free from that actually yeah. um, partly because 
my impairment means that I'm constantly involved with a nutrition team. Right. Who constantly monitor my weight. Right. And weight is still a really like it's not the only tool that they use to monitor my well being, right. but it is definitely one of them. Right. Um and I was talking to a friend the other day, so um the type of nutrition that I get most of the time isn't orally, like it's provided another way. Yeah. Um and um since having a more um, useful version of that. So there's like different ways you can have it. Yeah. And I've got, I'm on a better version now and it works for me and I've gained like two stone. Like, right. Oh, numbers, I'm so sorry. No, no, it's okay. I can put a, I'll put a, um, a warning in. Okay, thank you. Well, anyway, I've gained weight. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> I was chatting to a friend about it and she was like, oh, but you look so well, blah, 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 all that kind of bullshit. Yeah. And I was just like, not bullshit. But it is bullshit, <laughs> isn't it? Like, how can you denote how well I look? Like, oh, I suppose, I suppose. You know, like, I'm, my insides are still fucking ruined. It doesn't matter what I look like on the outside. Oh, it's Am I so well? funny that that sounds to you like bullshit. To me, somebody... So, when when I was, de- like, deep in the worst times, mm-hmm. but had no idea where I was, I used to genuinely be weeping if somebody told me I looked well. Because to me, it just meant they're calling me fat. Yes. And so that's what that I've brought my baggage yeah, to you okay. finding it as finding it to be bullshit. Somebody telling you you look well when you put on weight. Yeah. Because, but that's I'm absolutely projecting there. But it's because I was what I would have. Whereas I think it, I think people just mean this. You've got a healthy glow. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I do think that yeah. these days you've probably surrounded yourself most likely with people that would never. Yes. Yeah, be yeah, finding yeah. a coded way of telling yeah, yeah, you yeah, as yeah, if you didn't yeah, know no, that absolutely. you'd gained weight. They yeah, are yeah, genuinely yeah. trying to yeah. say you look so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I think my connection with the word well is my yeah. own like trauma of, yes of course like I'll never be well sure. by other people's yeah. standards do you know what I mean 100% yeah but what I was saying to her was at the moment I'm like a very small person having gained weight and people are thinking I look well but actually if I gained probably not a lot more weight I'd be an ov- overweight m- medically overweight yeah. person I'd be in trouble again do you know yeah. what I mean like there's this really weird cycle of like peak wellness before you sort of slip into oh you you look unwell because you're too small but now you're too fat for treatment in hospital so yeah it's I feel like yeah I, I ride a kind of tightrope in that respect like at what point will they I don't know limit my nutrition because they think I'm too fat or do you know what I mean like that must be terrifying yeah it's really scary yeah it's a it's a really daunting little yeah ride and then also like I've had to learn how to eat intuitively in a world where I can't really eat intuitively like there's lots of situations in which I would want something but maybe shouldn't or or maybe I should like I it's still a bit of a head fuck that like completely yeah it's like a what's really challenging I can imagine I can only begin to imagine how hard that can be I think what's the most challenging is that we're a really, really niche group of people. Mm. And this sounds really awful. I don't mean it to sound awful, but it's not necessarily a group of people I want to be friends with. Yeah. Like, just because we have an impairment in common or, like, one similarity doesn't mean that they're my people. Yeah. And I find, actually, being part of the chronic illness community isn't always the most useful sort of space. Like, it can be... Is it more like a family, really, where you've not got to choose them? Yeah, I, friendships are. Yeah, you've got a lot more control over. Yeah, in that way. well, and also like with your friends, like I'm assuming that you've got enough in common with them that if there's one or two things that you're like, oh, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I love you enough that I can. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like we can totally. have a small argument about that and then just move forward, and yeah. it's fine. I think with the chronic health community, like. Oh, I don't know, it's a risky little business. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might just back away. Back from away, that back away. Yeah, well, yeah. But I think what what's tricky is that then it means that there aren't many people in my space who yeah. can understand what I'm navigating and it, it's confusing and that like there's not a lot of space to have those kinds of conversations with people about what's happening for me and there to be like genuine connection and empathy about it. Yeah. It's just like and I I really hate the loneliness in other people's looks. You know, when you tell somebody something and it's really important and 
you need somebody to just connect to it just for a moment and yeah. you can see them kind of floundering like I just don't have any frame of reference to connect to that and I, yeah. I can connect to your pain and struggle through it but I just have no idea what that means or, or what you might be experiencing yeah. and I, as a disabled person I find that incredibly isolating like it makes me not want to talk to people about stuff because I just think yeah. I'm lonely enough already I, I don't want confirmation that you yeah. don't fucking get it yeah exactly and you can't yeah yeah brutal yeah Whoa. sorry should i ask you some silly questions yeah go on then <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i just did something the therapist would be like oh moving on that quickly yeah i am a comedian i wouldn't it's absolutely fine you're not I a therapist have had, um, i don't think i'd have had that job if i was very good at <laughs> sitting in the emotion of yeah. an important moment. Well, I mean, as we've previously discussed, previously discussed, nor am I. Like, I'm yeah. very much ostrich head in the sand. Like, yeah. I was chatting with Fair one play. of my friends from Instagram the other day, and she's like, she's a massive account, much bigger than me. So she gets a lot of drama and bullshit. Oh, right. You know what I mean? We were out for dinner, and she just was like, "Do you always talk about these really traumatic?" things and then just kind of go on about your like just then casually chat about what's happening in Love Island I was like oh yeah I'm so sorry I'm like just completely dead inside like just, just not really connected to any of it like, but you could see her like just horrified like this that's really traumatic yeah just moving on well also I think the other thing that can happen when you set up this world around you of people like you know like we do with our social media and stuff like that mm-hmm. you do then, because I loved it just there when you said a friend from Instagram. Like, actually, uh, you, there's this incredible world of safe, awesome, new, yeah. like, and new friends mm-hmm. from from social media, which gets mainly damned for all of its downsides. But that is yeah. a massive and lovely upside <clears throat> of that. But I don't know if you find this, I've, especially coming out of lockdowns and which you as you said has had to do so intensely yeah we started recording through various points i feel like i i've made a bubble for myself yeah and actually i'm right now i'm like oh god this isn't this bubble isn't real (laughs) once i'm out in the world i'm getting yeah I i feel like today as somebody who has uh also seen the light in terms of like language around a diet and bodies yeah I feel like just today I've overheard three parents talking oh about God. their bodies in a way. Mate, I was that with my dad. I'm, like my dad's staying at my flat at the moment, and I took him out to lunch this morning. We went to Clevedon, had a little walk along the seafront. Yeah. We stopped for something to eat, and as the food came out, he he was still talking about how full he was from the dinner I'd made him last night. Okay. He was still talking about how full he was because he had some toast this morning, right. and then when the baguette arrived, he was just like, "Oh, it's just enormous. There's absolutely no oh way I can eat all of that." Like, you know when you're just like, oh god, I just forget. Like I'm yeah. not around this really yeah. ever. Like my girlfriend is not an anti-dieter. Like she just, but she's just never been in dieting either. So yeah. there just isn't a conversation ever. It's not a thing. Yeah. My best mate is a, a like hardcore anti-dieter, same yeah. as me. Like I'm just never around it. I'm never around it. And then it it means I think right now I'm talking about very much in the moment. I'm having quite sensitive reactions to overhearing yeah, those conversations. Yeah. Like hearing, there was this a family waiting to all get in a taxi, and the kids all had shorts on, and they were like, "God, it's bloody hot, Mum." And she went, "Well, I'd wear shorts if I had your legs, or your legs, or oh, your legs, wow. or your legs. But I've got all your legs combined to make up my legs." And they were all chuckling, and I was like, "Oh, oh God!" Oh. And I overheard a much worse one in Newcastle that made me bluff, where a mum was walking along with a kid and. She was pointing at a fat kid over the road and saying, and, that, and that's it, look at that kid over there, he's fat. Oh, wow. Look at the kid crossing the road now, he's fat. And th- that'll be you, it's slippery slope. Oh, fuck. I stopped in my tracks and turned and stared at her and she locked eyes with me and it was just awful. And she crossed the road with her kid and carried on talking to him. And they could see the kid was so embarrassed. He was like, Mum, I think he was really worried wow. that the kid might, that the fat kid yeah. might hear what she was saying. But fucking hell, that spun me out. Like yeah, I was that's like, fucking Whoa. wild. Yeah. But actually, I, that's the normal world still. That's why. Yeah. I'm alright for now, thank you. Still going thank with you. this. Thanks. Um, 
I um, didn't realise, but it seems like all teachers are on Slimming World. Is that a thing? <laughs> all teachers, <laughs> all like, teachers are on Slimming I think World. So almost all oh, of them. And so then kids come home from school and talk about sins. And I was like, fuck off. Where are you getting this from? Honestly, fuck but it's off. just like it's just absorbed. Like it's yeah. just implicit around them that food is measured in, or has a value or. Yeah. And I, like, I didn't really. I guess I often think about, or you know, be careful what you say around your own children, and teach them about food how you want. Them. And then you send them out into the world, and you have to let them be around other people who say, "I've got friends. I've got parent friends. I've had to quietly do that thing on social media where you're still connected, but I can't see any of their posts." Yes. Yeah. I can't. I. There's an element of oversensitivity for me, definitely, because yeah. it's like I can't be around that too much. I've yeah. already got a podcast about eating. Yeah, yeah, I'm already talking yeah, about eating yeah, yeah, for at yeah, least, yeah. you know, on aggregate, what, an hour yeah. to a week. Yeah. That's probably enough if I'm trying yeah. to chill out about it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever wonder whether the podcast connects you to a history that you don't want to be connected to? Like, does it stop you from moving forward? For now, I believe it keeps me grounded actually yeah. like the opposite yeah. like I feel like I could all too easily slip into I have to what like even talking about like you know even the way my partner not unreasonably talks about when a vet says a cat needs to lose a killer yeah okay <laughs> you know the conversations around that they're comical yeah. it's a cat yeah you know but you know even watching the cat get yeah, really sad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. Like, yeah. This is like mm, you know, this is is fascinating. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think there's times where I could do without it, but equally that's also on me to. Um, there are times where I could anyway, just because of work overload. So it's on me to organise myself a bit better. I've got much better. Yeah. Per- this side of the pandemic. But the podcast has changed loads because yeah. I've listened since the beginning. Oh God, yeah. And like some of the early conversations. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, but so I um, when I'm, in- I'm, I'm I I did think there's some where I did think I should take them down. Oh, okay. But actually, I'm like, no. It's part of the. It's part of the journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you can hear my. Yeah. You can yes, hear my education 100%. over the course yes, of three and absolutely. a half years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that in itself is useful, actually. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there are conversations now, early on in this series, in these podcasts, where I would have fought back so much harder than I did. You know, yeah. I almost argue with one early guest who I'm still mates with, going, no, I was happier when I was thin. And I'm like, I don't think you were, but I can't say that. No. You know, I can't go, do you know what? You were, you're in a relation, oh, you're in a terrible place. I just yeah. can't say that in this yeah. context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also what's really interesting about that whole I was happier when I was smaller thing is that yeah. there's still no acknowledgement of how society responded to you as a smaller person. Yeah, all the congratulations. Like, yeah, do you felt. know what I mean? Of course you felt fucking happier. Or like, how grief you... it was or how... Yeah. But also that person was a very, very not happy... Like, yeah. they're misremembering. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, like, I watched that and yeah. it was a horrible time yeah. of abuse and addiction. Yeah. Yeah. It was not a happy no, time. absolutely. It's like... I posted recently just to be like, obviously I'd changed shape and yeah. my body looks different and there are obviously days that I'm like, that is absolutely fundamentally not okay and something needs to change. But ultimately, like, my body is an expression of the joy that I experience now and my yeah. my thinness before was kind of a connection to really a really sad and dark place. And whilst I would love for my body not to change, like, in a dream world, like, I can't be mad about the fact that I, I'm happy. Like, yeah. that just kind of has... Like, I mean, I can point oh. to bits on me and be like, that's the time I went to the beach and had some ice cream. And, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, all yeah. those lovely experiences that I just yeah. wouldn't have had before. Because yeah. I wouldn't have let myself or whatever. Like, yeah, you kind of can't be mad about that, can you? No, of course not. But society can be. Yeah. And so when I leave the house, I mean, obviously I'm incredibly socially acceptably sized and I'm still thin, but um, when you leave the house and you're worried about going to your hospital appointment because you think your doctor might, you know, alter your nutritional intake yeah. as, a, as a result of your clothes size, like there is that element of, oh, but maybe it was better before. Like, yeah. Like what, oh, it's so hard to smash up in your head, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, tricky business. Mm.
delicious. Now I'm going to ask if there is no other option would you eat a person? Uh, it would entirely depend who it was. <laughs> Because I just, I just, it would have to be somebody meaty. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I often think, like, my girlfriend would be a great person. If we were stuck on a desert island, she would not want to eat me. I'd be, like, tough as old boots. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But I feel like she would make an excellent fucking meal. I don't know what what are the bits you'd want to, yeah. I reckon I'd probably have a quite delicious bum. Oh, do you but think? I don't know if the rest of me would be very nice. I think the rest of me would be a bit scrackly. Yeah. Do you reckon? Sort of Breast tough. is off the menu for me. They're terrible. Yeah. Definitely don't eat those. No. I reckon some thigh, though, on me. These okay. days. Right. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So this is a funny story, but I don't tell anyone I told you. Do you know what I mean? Not that it's going on a fucking podcast. But when I was in hospital once, they had to do a muscle biopsy. Right. And oh, this, God. Yeah. This guy came to my Ooh. bedside and took a mu- muscle biopsy from my thigh. Mm. And he came back three days later and I was like, oh, have you got the results? And he was like, no, we couldn't find any muscle. <laughs> <laughs> so then they had to take one out of my arm Ow. instead. Because I had that. But now I'm lifting and yeah, I, I, you know. Getting, totally can get stuck into the thighs. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> hangover? Got any cures eating and drinking wise for a hangover? Do you have well, hangovers? Okay, so this is absolutely outrageous. I have the best cure for a hangover. Nobody else is going to be able to do it and I am fucking winning at life. Okay. I have a central line, which means I have access to my blood. I just hang a bag of IV fluids, babes. Oh, I've got a friend with Crohn's disease who does that. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, a litre of lactated ringers. <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> Mate, the, what's, what's absolutely shocking, and yeah. don't, like literally don't ever tell my medical team, I yeah. can do that shit pissed. <laughs> like, I will roll in absolutely fucking hammered and still be aseptic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can hang a bag of fluids. Fuck yeah. I'm like cockier when I'm drunk. Yeah, it's fine. I'm just going to smash a bag of fluids. I wake up in the morning. Everyone else is fucking hanging. I'm in the kitchen like, la la la. Put me back on it, babes. Do you know what I mean? Not a problem. Oh, my days. Yeah. Absolutely lovely to hear that is. Yeah. What would you say the most futuristic thing you've ever eaten is? And if you can't think of an answer to that, yeah. because maybe it is a bag of liquids, that's quite futuristic. Yeah. Um, where do you hope eating goes in the future? Or have you got any opinions about where you think it's going to go in the future? Just generally. Um... I think, yeah, I think most people would think that the way that I get my nutrition is pretty futuristic, Mm. actually. Um, uh, I would argue that it's not, because it's not nice, uh, and it's high risk, but... um, yeah, I've, I've been fed all sorts of, like, all, all the medical ways possible I have had in terms of feed, and I guess that's pretty futuristic. You know, it's pretty fucking cool, though, that they can put that shit in a fucking bag and then just, like, put it in your bloodstream. Right? That's fucking mental, isn't yeah, it? that is. It's really tricky to even comprehend how it works, it's, but it obviously mad. does, and it's... Yeah, yeah like, properly mad. Um... I really hope that food becomes significantly more sustainable. Yeah. Like, we live in abundance, but actually, do do we? Mm. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I feel like the divide between rich and poor is still astronomical. It's just un, unreasonable. The fact that we need food banks is, like, wild. Yeah. The fact that there are still places that people are in food droughts and they, they can't physically get to supermarkets seems ab- like literally fucking laughable. Yeah. When we live in such abundance, like yeah. it seems wild. Totally, yeah. Um, but also, I guess like long term, I don't know. Do we still eat animals? Do we not? Like that feels like a contentious issue. Yeah. I, I guess we just need to think more about what's happening in the future, like way, way further than us. Yeah. But I. I mean, in terms of, like, diet culture, I, I don't really see it changing, do you? Um, oh, I think it's a really interesting one. I feel like, actually, I had a, a big wave of thoughts about this yesterday that were maybe a little bit hopeful. Mm. 
in the sense that first time in ages I felt a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, even though, as I was saying, I've had my kind bubble pierced a few times just through being on tour and listening to families yeah. interact in a way that's made me sad. Um, but if you look, I feel like looking more at like the people who are making influential decisions, I do feel like the breadth, the breadth of places where the pushback is coming from mm. to the government's putting of calories on menus yeah. coming next year. I'm not saying there's enough pushback for it to not happen, yeah. because sadly I think we're still at a point where um, the governments are too desperate for something as tangible as a number, mm -hmm. and there isn't a, a replacement for it yet yeah. that would be more useful. Yeah. Um, but if you go looking for it, which is at least is where it starts. So perhaps as influencers in terms of social media and yeah. all of that, there's also celebrity noise. Yeah. There's also perhaps like there's a tie in there. But also I would say this is the bit that made me a little bit giddy: academia yeah. and science. Yeah. And journalism. Yeah. And eating journalism. Yeah. There, there's pushback there as well. Oh, that's interesting. And there are like. There was a there's panel debate set up by the chain Leon during lockdown. Oh. Fascinating. They've led She's me to great, be, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. But they've led me to be reading people's books who are I mean they're people some of them are people I've been on, you know, breakfast chat shows with and thought, fuck me, no thanks. Like who are now, you know, what, five, six years on yeah. going saying out loud in the world where you know where five six years ago i would have met them and gone just as another academic whose yeah. sole mo is yeah, the, yeah, terror, yeah. the terror and the horror of fatness yeah. who actually now are going no 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 this is gonna this is gonna have a te this just even from my kind of completely science point of view your calories on menus are gonna make things worse yeah and this is why yeah it's fascinating. So yeah. in that, I find hope in the fact that people are this sort of newfound obsession with gut health and yes. and that angle on health and yeah. that angle on and and there are people who you know again I think historically would have been part of those toxic, horrible TV shows where people had to eat and then burn off what they've eaten yeah. and all of that like yeah. fat shaming, nasty yeah. diety. Yeah. Channel five, channel four, ITV, like oh all the channels. What am I fucking shaming yeah, those yeah, channels yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. Horrible, horrible yeah. shows. Actually, now those people are like, well, actually, if you look at gut. Health, You've got it, loads of instances here of people in, you know, double the weight of body to someone else eating the same amount, and those bodies not yeah, changing. Yeah. So there, there does seem to be like a quiet, slow, creepingly yeah. pervasive consciousness and yeah. understanding that it's just not as simple as yeah. if as you ate less you'd be, be thin yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that would fix everything yeah. and that it's all just about the amount of energy that's in food and yeah. if we all just have you know, a deficit, energy yeah. deficit yeah. we'll all be thin yeah. and then you know, everybody's worries about weight and the NHS are cured. Yeah. that does seem to be blown out of the water not just now yeah. by people who've effectively survived disordered eating or eating yeah, disorders yeah. or are in survival yeah. or are on a journey yeah. who are desperately trying to tell the world. It feels like this crazily has had to start, this noise has had to start through survivors mm. and their therapists. Yeah. And then and who are having to educate medicine yeah. and the yeah. government. Well, that's what I was going to say. I wonder how much of it is, because, I mean, it's a bit of a joke, isn't it, that our national religion is the NHS, but yeah. actually, I think that is the one thing that we all believe in yeah. universally across the UK. But actually, the NHS is kind of the Pope telling us not to use contraception. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Because they're all giving it, well, you need, you need to be thin. Like You're not yeah. allowed your surgery until you've lost three yeah. stone or do you know, all that kind of stuff. And I yeah. I just your wonder... Your yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I do wonder at what point they kind of have the final say in, in whether we do actually change as a society or not. Yeah. Like, how much noise can come from the outside before the Pope says it's okay you can be fat do you know what yeah, I mean yeah 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 well, come on Pope yeah, yeah let's just pull it out it's of the bag it's okay you can be it's fat it's okay babes you can be fat yeah yeah and where and what's going to come first that yeah the reclaiming of that word uh, yeah do you use the oh, word fat no I don't I've I, and I don't know again like whether it's just I'm just not far enough down that road mm -hmm. I also as close as I get to it sometimes, I'm not sure I'm allowed to because of where I am on a spectrum of yeah. fatness. Yeah. Um, 
I'm aware I've got loads of thin privilege. Mm -hmm. Like I can shop in normal shops. Um, Maybe high street shops rather than normal. Sorry. (laughs) Thank you. That's okay. Normal for me is very much rooted in like in the politics of like well what then is abnormal do you know what I mean yeah no I mean I'm going to keep that in and keep me getting educated in sorry no it's good I think yeah um yeah I can shop in high street shops I'm in the spec I'm in the size spectrum where I can but uh yeah but also I must admit I'm still not quite comfortable with it yeah um I've had to come so far to identify as hench yeah. I'd probably just roll with that. Yeah, that's fair enough. But do, I mean, I think it's very similar to the whole like queer, lesbian, pan, yeah. bi thing. Like what fits for you doesn't fit for somebody else. And well, that's and the okay. other thing that it implies is that it's um, a fixed thing. Yeah. You know, I, you, what, you know, if you, uh, there, you know, I definitely, there are definitely times in my life where I, I think, you know, body wise could go, yeah, I'm fat. Yeah, and then there's times where I, it's changes, yeah. and then I don't know if I'm. Do you, and then do you yeah. let the label go? But you've done so much work to claim it. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. do you? It's yeah. tricky. Everything the same. Probably a similar thing potentially with queerness as well. Yes, yeah. there's a spectrum, yeah, and it's absolutely. not a never changing thing. But certainly, it's, it's been. For I guess me. it's more about how you're responded to by other people yeah, than it totally. is about how you identify yourself. Well, this is it, and ultimately, if there's any risk of, yeah, there are. Oh, it's funny, isn't it? I'm a, I'm a brat. Like there are circumstances, i.e., around my family, for example, where yeah. it brings me joy to identify proudly yeah. as hench, fat, whatever. Yeah. But that's However, the fingers up, I don't isn't it? it? Yes, and fingers up. Yeah, like. But I don't. I. The idea of offending somebody yeah. in a much bigger body than me. Yeah. By purporting to have yeah. anywhere near yeah. the lack of yeah. privilege. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I've, yeah. I've, I've never so have you, had to Do you worry think about. you've been fat? Would it, do you I've, say been, I've been fatter than this. Yeah, been, okay. Um, but I've never had to worry about get, fitting in a chair. Yeah, okay. Somewhere or not being comfortable yeah. on a transport. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. and I've, and um, you've never been outside of the spectrum of some high street shops. Yeah, and social social yeah. acceptability. Social acceptability. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've had um, I've had heckles on stage. Yeah, you fat. But you know, and they were at a time that was, you know, it only needs to be a few years ago where that would have absolutely it broke yeah. me. And yeah. I wrote what I now know is a very problematic blog about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sophie Egg called me out on next oh, time did she gave me, yeah. Oh. And I was like, all oh, right. You know, I've been, I'm still on a long, quite steep yeah. learning curve. With this yeah, year. yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's, it, evolution, it will just never stop, yeah. will it? Yeah. Like, ultimately. Like, I, I, certainly in queerness, like, I'm an old queer now, like, nearly 40. It's, I mean, it feels ridiculous that I <laughs> would be too, an old then. queer, but. I am, mm. and I, I hear what like young queer people are saying now, and I have to sit for a minute and take a breath and like kind of get my head round it. You know, yeah. you know. Do you remember when like I don't know VHS came out, and your mum would be like, I just don't know how to to use this remote control. And as a young person, I just intuitively knew which buttons to press, and I'd be like, fuck's sake, mum, just it's just these yeah, buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now all of a sudden, recently, I'm like. Right, there's a button. I know there's a button. It's here somewhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm reluctant to ask my four-year-old nephew. I yeah. know he'll know the answer. Do yeah. you know what I mean? But it feels like that in terms yeah, yeah, of education yeah. in politics. Like yeah. every now and then I'm like, I know there's a, there must be a button. I feel like I'm missing something, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I just... But all it takes, I think, with that, because I feel exactly the same, and I think, you know, Occasionally, coast and the games of feminists, especially, I'm like, fuck me, yeah. I'm light years behind. And I have to, to be comfy in that seat, have to go, well, I have to play the naughty idiot child. But it's not a coincidence, I am. Like, yeah. I don't like, <laughs> you know, and yes, I know I'm not supposed to say idiot. Um, but like, that's it, you know, it's, it, it, I think all you can do is meet that realisation yeah. uh, with curiosity. And, but that's and why I hate cancel culture. To, yeah. like, because as soon as you cancel somebody for making yeah. a mistake, you actually limit our education. Well, no, and that's why I'm not going to cut out any of the bits where I fuck up. Yeah, and okay. taught me. I'm not going to present myself as someone who knows the right ways to say Good the for things.
An angry old nana tries speaking a sentence of Klingon and accidentally does a curse which turns all concrete into piss. At first it's hilarious, but only for seconds because we realise all our buildings have vanished and instead there's tsunamis of urine which is fast becoming the smelliest genocide of all time. Luckily, they do the anti-spell and undo all of this madness, but only if you and weird it does have to be you skip like a giant child all the way from Aberdeen to Falkirk, all the while playing the oboe so that your legs, hands and mouth are busy without breaks, no snack breaks, <laughs> and bearing in mind you're also spending the whole time dodging rivers and roller coasters of wee. It sounds impossible, but you do it! Hey, you're a hero! You go down in history as a person who saved us all from um, a catastrophic apocalypse, um, but your reward in the moment is that feet of your dreams you couldn't be hungry you couldn't be happier it's the opposite okay. of a last meal yeah. you like you are the world's you're universal you're a god okay so i mean you're so giddy but your reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams yeah it's a fantasy feast yeah fuck ethics fuck possibility yeah definitely fuck hells yes thank you so much and um yeah. and also i feel like i must caveat this <coughs> with me and everyone who sales in this podcast understands this is your answer now and only now and we're yeah. to have asked you in 10 minutes yeah. you could have easily given Completely a different answer different. and that's fine yeah okay so I'd also like to know what you'd eat what you drink but also if there's a who with and where you can have a who with and where but okay. you don't have to okay thanks so much um, I have two like great loves in food one is sushi oh I just love sushi, like, and, and I guess like that extends to kind of Pan-Asian a little bit, I mean that's broad as a spectrum, but sure. sushi in general and then yeah. like Pan-Asian-y type foods, um, and Mexican food, mm. I just love Great rice choices. and a bean, do you know what I mean? I love rice and a bean. I just love it. Yes. Yeah, so I'd, it'd be either, I mean maybe both. Yeah. I'd just have a bit of sushi and some Mexican food, some rice and beans. Great. Yeah, lovely. Great. Thank you. Are you having anything to drink with that that you'd particularly love, do I, you think? I really love margaritas. Oh, and you're having a margarita. Yeah, absolutely. Do you like one full of crushed ice or just a liquid? I'm, Chilled glass. Yeah, no, cold glass, please. Lovely. Like, don't dilute my alcohol essentially next time you come to Bristol though can I please take you to Cantina yes because they do Mexican food with margaritas and they they had do you like like I've been <gasps> shut up when I did actually... my first ever tour date of this show oh. that I'm finishing forever tonight oh. I went to Cantina I'd love to go again it was gorgeous and oh. I can drink what yeah oh sad yeah the food was stunning it's really good isn't yeah. it yeah there's oh, so I'm glad many... we've given them a toot yeah. as well. Great. Well, and also, can I just say that um, I contacted them about not being accessible and not having access information on their website. Right. And Isabel, who runs them, got in touch with me. Not only did she put incredible access information on her website, and I mean, like, she measured how far it was to the nearest accessible parking bay from all their restaurants. Brilliant. All the bus stops, like, everything. She did incredible work, and she paid me for... <gasps> Consultant. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. Oh my fucking god. I, I know. love her. And oh she's a white god. woman, so oh highly unusual god. as a thing. But yeah, she smashed it. Amazing. Yeah, how lush is that? Um, that is joyful. Isn't what it? a joyful thing. Oh. Well, that's a joyful thing Isn't to end it? on. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me DM you and be like, uh, babes, I need to come on your podcast now. Thanks well, you that. did need to come on it, and thank you very much. <laughs> also, thank you for the, I imagine, knackering and relentless enlightenment that you have to <laughs> Oops, deliver. Oh, God, I smashed a knife onto a plate like a thug. Mmm, yum in my tongue. See what I did there? I did a pun. Don't leave me. Follow Imogen immediately on Instagram if you aren't already at the underscore feeding underscore of the underscore fox. The feeding of the fox with underscores between each word, please, but not at the end. And they have a Patreon where you can support all the amazing campaign work they're up to. Links to those things as ever as we actually links to crispy pancakes and 
the cantina and all the interesting things we mentioned are as always in the podcast notes anything in capitals is a link feel free to support this podcast you can do that by following me on social media at the hoovering pod uh, also leave us five star reviews that really helps us find new listeners just literally telling other people have you heard of the hoovering podcast helps us find new listeners if you want to support the podcast financially uh, we have a patreon as well go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod Follow me on the internet if you like, at Jessica Foster Q. Anything longer than a tweet, you can email me through my website, jessicafosterq.com. I don't know what you like in your social media. At the moment, I'm doing up a new house, so it, I imagine my Instagram and Twitter will be mainly still full of the creepy items I'm finding at the back of old wardrobes. A lot of religious apparel and um, the occasional creepy glove. Anyway, huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.